Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading this morning comes from Acts chapter 19, verses 21 through 41. We find Paul in the city of Ephesus here in the book of Acts. Ephesus being a hub of trade, of culture, a very powerful city in Asia Minor. But for our reading today, one thing is very important about Asia Minor. It is a hotbed of paganism, of idol worship. It is where Artemis, also known as Diana, was worshipped, a goddess of fertility, also the goddess over the dead. She had a lot of different functions, and she was seen as the benefactor over that city. That if somehow this goddess were angered, the city would lose its good fortune. They had a temple there that was 120 meters by 70 meters. Could you imagine seeing a structure that large. Now imagine when you go to Disney World, you get all kinds of trinkets and and all kinds of toys and things like that and souvenirs and relics. Well, in Ephesus, there were relics you could buy of the goddess Artemis. And when you went to Ephesus to get those relics, they were just a little bit more special because that was the place where Artemis was worshipped. So there's a huge industry there of people making relics of the goddess Artemis. And that is going to be the rub in today's story. We're going to see the gospel go into a culture and start to change a culture. So let's read verses 21 through 41 and just have some discussion about it. Now, after these events, Paul resolved in the spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia and go to Jerusalem, saying, After I've been there, I must also see Rome. And having sent into Macedonia two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. About that time, there arose no little disturbance concerning the way. For a man, Demetrius, a silversmith, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen. These he gathered together with the workmen and similar trades and said, Men, you know that from this business we have our wealth. And you see in here that not only in Ephesus, but in almost all of Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away a great many people, saying that gods made with hands are not gods. And there is danger not only that this trade of ours may come into disrepute, but also the temple of the great goddess Artemis may be counted as nothing, and that she may even be deposed from her magnificence, she whom all Asia and the world worship. When they heard this, they were enraged, and they were crying, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. So the city was filled with confusion, and they rushed together into the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians who were with Paul's companions in travel. But when Paul wished to go in among the crowd, the disciples would not let him go. And even some of the Asiarchs, who were friends of his, sent to him and were urging him not to venture into the theater. Now some cried out one thing, some another, for the assembly was in confusion. And most of them did not know why they had come there in the first place. Some of the crowd prompted Alexander, whom the Jews had put forward. And Alexander, motioning with his hand, wanted to make a defense to the crowd. But when they recognized that he was a Jew... For about two hours, they all cried out with one voice, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. When the town clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, who is there who does not know that the city of Ephesians is temple keeper of the great Artemis and of the sacred stone that fell from the sky? Seeing that these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash. For you have brought these men here who are neither sacrilegious nor blasphemers of our goddess. If therefore Demetrius and the craftsmen with him have a complaint against anyone, the courts are open, and they are, they are proconsuls. 
Let them bring charges against one another. But if you seek anything further, it shall be settled in the regular assembly. For we really are in danger of being charged with rioting today, since there is no cause that we can justify this commotion. When he had said these things, he dismissed the assembly. Now it's interesting to notice a few things. They're upset. And they're upset because their way of life is being changed. Now the gospel comes to all kinds of different cultures. And the gospel doesn't obliterate people's culture. But what it does do is transform the bad. God wants what is good. And paganism, worshiping the created, leads you to act like a creature. And so that part of that culture needs to be obliterated. But these people are offended. Now, I don't think there's a ton of piety going on here. I don't think Demetrius is that upset about Artemis being besmirched. What he's upset about is this idea that they're going to lose some money. That's how effective the ministry of Paul is. Now, just compare for just a minute. The preaching of Paul is about a crucified Messiah on a Roman cross. When you were to walk in Ephesus and think, okay, which group is more powerful? You have this temple that's 120 meters. Now, that's longer than a straightaway on a track. If you were to go to a, a track where they have like track and field events, the straightaway is like 100 meters. So imagine the length of a football field. That's one way to look at it. 120 meters long by 70 meters wide. It's humongous, this temple. But the preaching of a crucified Jew has transformed this culture. We're told that all of Asia Minor had heard the gospel because of Paul's work in Ephesus. That's how effective this work is. And when the gospel comes into a culture, it changes its priorities. People spend their money differently. They live their life differently. So the gospel, this new culture, has emerged around the cross of Jesus Christ. Here's another thing to notice in this story, too. Sometimes we act with what Douglas Murray calls the madness of crowds. How many times have you seen people get upset just because someone else is upset and they have no idea really why they're so mad? In this story, it's almost comical. They come here and they start to chant, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. And some have no idea why they're there. They just know they should be mad. Think about how we're manipulated in America right now by different groups and by, by different peoples that keep us divided as a country. And we follow along with the madness of crowds. We shouldn't fall into that trap. That's not the way of the kingdom of God. Clear thinking and knowing who we come from. Knowing the source of all good and true information is from Jesus Christ. So we should never get caught up in this way of thinking. We're just angry and we really don't know why we're angry because maybe someone else is angry and we feel like we should join them and that outrage. I just laugh when I think of that part. Some were there and they had no idea why they were there, but they were all still chanting nonetheless. So two things to take away from this reading today. The gospel is going to change people. It's not just fire insurance. It changes the culture so much it will shake people up. And secondly, don't follow the madness of crowds. Don't fall into that trap. Well, I hope these readings have this week, this entire week, have edified you, built you up. I hope Acts is making more and more sense as we march through this together. And uh, we'll be back next week with our podcast. We'll be in Psalm 39. So we're working through the Psalter, but also working through the book of Acts. We'll have a wonderful weekend. And God bless.